and welcome into the Mountain Book Schools podcast. My name is William Galloway, and on this podcast, I am thrilled to be joined by Mountain Brook varsity football head coach Chris Yeager. Coach, we've done this podcast before last year talking about the playoffs, and y'all had a fantastic run ending all the way up in the state championship, and we're poised for um, a great – we've had a great year this year and uh, looking forward to taking it one week at a time. How how are you doing, and uh, what what are you so excited about as the playoffs are now finally here? Well, it's a, uh, you know, the playoffs, it's a new season, you know, and uh, really it's a, it's a one week season every week. So there's only one season that matters right now. And it's, it's this game. And the thing that I love about it is, you know, most of the time uh, it, it gets the players full attention, uh, you know, and so, you know, we, we, we don't refer to it much other than, you know, this is week one, but this is, you know, this is season one for us. And so, uh, you know, it's a, it's a new start, it's a new start and that's exciting. And it's to be able to take the things that you've learned on your uh, season's journey and be able to apply it is uh, it's real fun. You know, it's real fun to see the growth and the maturation and how the players, uh, you know, respond to the new challenge. So let's take a look back at the regular season and what you learn and what you're able to now take into the playoffs in a one game at a time, one day at a time process. The Spartans went seven and three. Personally, you achieved your 150th career win as Mountain Brook head coach. Kind of take us through the regular season, some of the ups, some of the downs, and what you learned about your team. Well, uh, there have been times in the season that we have looked, uh, you know, really, really like a seasoned um high execution precision football team and then there's been weeks that we that we've looked like we we we've got areas that we're we're still growing in which you know that's sort of normal uh it's been a little bit of up and down and the things that we've tried to stress you know is the consistency and the growth you know we've uh you know we're seven and three and um you know uh around here um you know we expect to, to have success uh but, you know, success is earned and you have to pay for your success. And so, you know, there's been a lot of, uh, you know, there's been a lot of, uh, uh, I don't know, exchange of um, exchange of, of, of learning with, you know, that, that we've shared as, as players and coaches. It, it hasn't just been learning from the player standpoint. It's been learning from our standpoint, too. And you have to learn, you know, where your players, every, every group's different. Every group has you know, a different legacy. Every group has a different temperament. You know, and you have to learn that and, and you have to adjust accordingly. So that's been fun. Let's go back to last year. Obviously, as I mentioned previously, we uh, we talked last year at the beginning of the playoffs and then had that historic run ending up in the state championship. How do you as the coach, I don't want to say entitlement is the right word, but remove that sense of um, belonging and that you're going to get to a certain point and get your players to buy in to play one day at a time, one practice at a time, uh, one specific play at a time? It's an incredible question. You know, like, but I think it's human nature that once you've been successful, you know, you, it's human nature to gravitate to mediocrity. You know, you, you, you go down all the bullet points and all the sacrifices that you've made. You know, I think it's human nature to ask, you know, can I get the same thing, but I really have to do this. Do I really have to work on our recovery? Do I really, you know, is sleep really important? Is nutrition really important? Is rest really important? Is the cold tub really important? Is the Norma Tech really important? You know, and you go down all the list. And so it's human nature, you know, sometimes to subtract some of the things that got you to where you were. And really, 
for here, it's always been about, it's been about sacrifice. What can I do? How can I gain one more percent, one more percent, one more percent, one more percent. And, uh, you know, uh, I think that one of the biggest things, you know, like that, you know, it, that we've had to stress to our players, you know, is that, you know, these games, you know, we're not entitled to anything. I mean, we have to earn, we have to scratch, we have to fight for every single thing that we get. And it comes through not just what we do on the field. A lot of, you know, the, the field is really a revelation of what you've done off the field. And so the most important thing is stressing to the players, you know, uh, having the, making the right kind of choices and the right kind of behavior off the field as well. And so that's one of, that's been a great lesson. I think it's, it's, uh, it's a place that we've grown in. I think it's a place that we've gotten better in. So let's look at the team X's and O's wise. Let's start on the offensive side of the ball. It's been a very productive year uh, pitching. I think it was three straight shutouts in weeks two through four, I want to say, which is a a nod to the defense. We'll talk about the defense in a second, but offensively this year, what has, and and obviously you're offensive minded coach, coaching offensive line, as well as overseeing the whole team. What's impressed you about your offense this year? Because you've got some firepower, you've lost some, some, stars and some studs and some leaders and William Courtney um, and Clark Sanderson as well. But give me your coaching perspective on the offense and what they've done and what they need to do to be successful in the playoffs. Well, you know, I think one of the biggest things, you know, that we've done that's been good is is we have established an identity. It's a little bit different than last year, uh, but there's still an element in there is that, you know, with Cole Gamble, um, you know, Jack King, we've tried to, be a team that, you know, we run the ball. And, you know, we lost some really good offensive linemen last year. You know, last year I felt like it was probably one of the deepest, you know, offensive lines that we've ever had. And so we had some shoes to fill. You've had some guys, you know, like uh, Carter Colvin, Kevin Hughes, J.C. Adams, you know, that have stepped in. Rocco Gray, who's a sophomore, stepped in and, and uh, you know, and, and feel good, big shoes. And so I, I, feel, I feel like we have uh, – uh, reached a level of execution with a front that's been, you know, this that's been, uh, you know, very, you know, very, very productive. Uh, of course, you know, you're blocking for a guy like Cole Gamble, and that makes a difference as well. Cole, Cole Gamble is what Cole Gamble is. You know, I mean, he's, um, you know, one of the best running backs, you know, in the state. And so, uh, but those two have gone hand in hand. You know, John Cooper, I think where his growth has been is John has done a good job uh, as the season has progressed of saying, you know, okay, what's there, what's the, you know, and, and take what the defense gives you. And, uh, you know, uh, I think that he's, you know, and, and then, you know, managing the team, like, you know, a lot of the weeks we go in and we say, we've got to check it into this. And so, you know, John's got to understand, you know, the the defense that we're facing. And so there's been quite a bit of growth there too. You know, we've had, uh, we've had some senior, I mean, some receivers that have, um, that have really stepped up to Hudson Young's one, Stuart Andrews another. Uh, so, you know, we, I've just seen – I've seen a lot of good growth, you know, uh, on the offensive side of the ball. And I saw your tweet this morning. I want you to share a little bit more about William Courtney and his losing him in the Gardendale game and then what he's been able to do since he can't contribute on the field but off the field. He's been right there with your guys leading and now coaching. Kind of tell us a little bit more about that. Well, when he got injured in the game, you know, for all of us, you know, William, his personality and his heart, he's sort of the cornerstone of our offense, of our team. He's such a great leader. And so, you know, when he was injured in the game, we immediately knew that it was that it was a significant injury, probably season uh, ending. 
And, you know, there was just an element of shock, you know, with the whole team. And so, you know, we're trying to, you know, uh, get a, somebody in the game for him. We had to move three people just to get, you know, the line to where we could uh, function at the highest level. And so we're having to move those pieces. And you can tell we're trying to move those pieces and people are just in shock. I am too. I've told our coach, I said, that was the hardest series of plays to call after he was injured, you know, that I've ever called in my life. And so anyway, you know, we, we just, we, we uh, went through that loss, you know, of him and uh, him being around and stuff. And so he and I, we conversed, I went to the hospital and visited with him and conversed. And so, you know, there's just, he started 39 games. I mean, he started since he was a sophomore, he got his first start in the very first game against Vestavia and he started every since. And so William knows the game as well as I do. And so I just thought that's a lot of knowledge to be sitting there wasted. And so I just, I pitched it to him. I said, William, what do you think about maybe doing the, the JV games? If I put you in huddle as a coach and then you can, uh, you know, you can make corrections, you can send notes to the players, what he did. And the players just responded really, really well to that. And so I meet with the players on Sunday and I said, well, look, you do some video, do the notes and stuff and I'll do, and I'll meet with the players and make corrections. So I made the corrections. He went to the, to the huddle and made notes and, you know, I looked on it at the time they'd spent, it was five hours and 28 minutes and and looked at his notes, phenomenal, you know? And so, you know, I told the players, I said, you know, when you're in a situation, you know, you've given everything you've given or everything you can give and there's nothing else left to give, there's something to give. And so the thing that he has to give is his knowledge. And so what an incredible lesson to our team, what an incredible lesson to our players that, you know, just of sacrifice and of, of being team minded. And, you know, also, you know, there's a guy that's, that's built the culture based on his behavior, based on his choices, based on his actions. And his experience, as you said, 39 games as a starter since a sophomore in that Vestavia game, which was the first of the year, you cannot replace that. Uh, and being able to transfer that from the field kind of to the mindset and to the heads and the minds of these guys who are now on the field, uh, some in his place is fantastic and a great way for him to give back. Coach, let's talk about the defense this year. As I mentioned earlier, you had three shutouts to start region play. Uh, what, what, impresses you most about your defense and then kind of give us some pointers of some coaches notes of things that as fans uh, we can expect to see of the Mountain Brook Spartan defense come playoff time this Friday night well the the big we had there was a bigger task on defense of replacing starters because um, you know we had to replace 10 starters but also the thing that people don't realize is we had to replace a lot of backups too uh, you know, and on defense, it's about depth. You know, you've got to have depth to be able to to roll people in and substitute people and give people uh, a breather so you can play at a higher level. It's it's just that's just the harder part of that game. You know, also too, you know, those guys we face some very good defensive players this year. You know, uh, uh, you know, Vestavia's got the number one. You know, deep, uh, you know supposed to be the, the number one player in the state, plays defensive end. The next week we play two ACC defensive ends. The next week after that we played, you know, two power five defensive linemen. So there's been a lot of people that we've faced on defense have been good. But, the I, I mean, you know, the, the offense is faced of some of the defenses we've faced. But our defense, they've faced uh, incredibly um, just talented, uh, high-caliber quarterbacks. This past week against Baker, I mean – uh, you know, we faced a guy that's got a, a uh, you know, Mississippi State. He's a Mississippi State commit. You know, we faced one of the top receivers in the state, you know. And so week in and week out, it's it's been like that, you know. And so, uh, 
and I think that the, the big thing, you know, we always say we've got to see it. And if we see it enough times, we can learn and we can adjust to it. And so the speed of the game, but, you know, uh, a quarterback, you know, like last week we faced a quarterback that can run and throw. It's like playing against 12 people. And, um, you know, you get into a situation where you're darned if you do and you're darned if you don't. But the thing that I felt like as the game went on, I felt like that our level of learning and our level of adjustment, it did increase. And so, you know, we just have to take that as a learning experience. And now as we start our new season, you know, those are some tools in the, in the toolbox that we have ready uh, to use for the for the playoffs. And before we touch on this playoff game against Buckhorn, let's talk about the special teams. Obviously, you got to be good in all three aspects, and that does not exclude special teams. Uh, I remember Cole, even just a couple of weeks ago, had that kick return touchdown for the Spartans. It was a huge energy boost. And tell me a little bit about Harrison Fell, some of the guys on special teams, and what they've been able to do this year and how critical they're going to be come Friday night. Well, the thing I love about Harrison Fell is his story. You know, Harrison Fell, I did not realize this, and he and I, we were conversing a couple of weeks ago and he said, you know, coach, I was to start off with, I was a guard. Uh, and then he was, or maybe he was a running back and then he became a guard and decided he had, you know, he got a concussion and then he just wanted to play one to contribute some way. And so he decided he was going to kick. Well, when he started kicking, I think it was the ninth or 10th grade. He knew nothing about kicking. Everything's been, he's gone to, to different instructors and he's learned and he's learned and he's learned. And so uh, I have loved watching his growth and how he has uh, progressed as a, as a kicker, you know, and you talk about a guy that's, that's team focused. I mean, man, he's such a team uh, focused person. And uh, so I love his story that, you know, okay, I couldn't play running back. I couldn't play offense line more, but what can I do? And it's, not, it's similar to Williams. It's a culture of, you know, how can I contribute? What talent do I have that I can give to the team? And so he's had a good year, you know, he's um uh, uh, I mean, he's he's just been, you know, he handles everything. He's, he does the punting. He does kickoff. He's, you know, the thing that I've been really impressed with is, you know, how how consistent he's got at kicking the ball in the end zone. But one thing, too, on the special teams that we forget sometimes, you know, J.B. Cook's our, our deep snapper. He's been our deep snapper for, for the last uh, two years. And, uh, you know, he's got an Army offer because of his deep snapping and stuff. And so it's one of those things, you know, that the fan doesn't, really notice and a lot of times the coach you just start taking for granted but I don't take it for granted every time we have a great snap uh you know JB puts it back on a rope I mean that thing's like a laser back there it's in the same place every time right on the belt buckle and um you know anyway those two guys have worked very very well together and uh really proud of both of them how they've um been able to contribute to the team in a big way so we started this podcast, and before I hit record, you were saying your mind has just been on Buckhorn for the last 72 hours, you know, even maybe some then before that. Tell me a little bit about this team and what Mountain Brook is facing uh, in the first round of the playoffs. Obviously, this is, as you've said multiple times, one-game season, nothing's guaranteed. And so tell me a little bit about what we're going to see in the Bucks on Friday night. Well, um, they are a team that has been in search of their identity and – they've really done a good job finding it. You know, they started off the season, I think they were 0-2 or, you know, maybe they won the first one and then lost the second one in a, in a big way. And so they started making some changes. And, you know, it's it's like a lot of teams. Until you're in competition, you really don't know how you're going to perform. And so, you know, they, they, they tried some different players. And so I think they've got the right mixture. They've really been, uh, you know, scoring some points as of late and their defense has been performing well and, um, so to me, it's a team, it's a dangerous team because, you know, you go to the playoffs, 
there's one thing that matters and that's how are you trending? You know, is your stock going up or, or going down and their stocks going up? And so, you know, as you look at them, you know, you see an improving team and now, you know, when you play them next week, if you get, if they're improved from last week, uh, you know, it's going to be a good football team. So checking in with our little stats corner here, this is the Mountain Brooks uh, 30th time in the playoffs as a school. And the Spartans have played Buckhorn four times in its uh, in its history. And the last meeting was in 2013. The Spartans won 15 to 14. Uh, do you remember anything about that game specifically? And obviously that's not relevant in the sense that the guys on the team now were six, seven and eight years old. I remember quite a bit about that game. Number one, they had a very good football team. You know, they had four guys that signed scholarships. But I remember one thing, we had gone out to warm up, and they weren't even at the stadium. And so, anyway, uh, we're sitting there, and there's probably, you know, 20 minutes left to, until kickoff. And all of a sudden, the officials, I don't know how this happened, but the officials got a call from them that they were stuck in traffic on the interstate. And so, anyway, we didn't start the game until 7.30, 7.45 because they were stuck in traffic. But, uh, you know, I remember that. And then the other thing, too, is at the end of the game, it's uh, 15 to 14, and uh, we went for two, you know, to win the game. And uh, because, I mean, they were a very good football team. And I know the formula, you know, you go for two if you're if you're uh, the visiting team, hostile crowd, all that kind of stuff. But they had the kind of team that would perform well in a two-minute, you know, from the 10-yard in. I mean, that, they would just take – take up plays in chunks, you know, and so uh, we go for two, we score and, you know, we, we win the game, but uh, the head coach is David O'Connor, who had, who'd won several state championships in Tennessee and come to Buckhorn. And, and um, I, th I think matter of fact, they had, that had several players that had transferred in from Tennessee. Uh, imagine that. But anyway, I think that's how it went. But anyway, they were a good football team and that was a big, big win for us. We had been struggling a little bit. I can't remember. I think we had lost two games in a row. And then after that game, our guys got a lot of confidence. We went on to have a really, really good year. Well, that was then, and this is now. And obviously, uh, the focus is on this game and Friday night. So as we kind of wrap things up here, I want to give you the last word, as we always like to do on the Mountain Brook Schools podcast. Kind of tell us whatever you want to share, whether it's a message to the fans, appreciation for your team and your staff, um, getting you to this point, reaching the playoffs for the 30th time in school history. You've got the floor, Coach. Well, you know, the, the biggest thing to me, you know, as I reflect on the year and, and even the role that, you know, football plays in our community. Last night I got to go to the Super Bowl of the of the third, fourth, fifth, sixth grade, give out the trophies to the winners and the runner-up. And, you know, seeing those guys and Brian Lucas had everybody come together, you know, after we, we gave out the trophies and we made this one big picture of both teams, the, the winner and the runner-up. And so he had everybody uh, – they took a picture and he said, everybody say Spartan and they take a picture. And so, I'm, you know, it just brought to my mind you know, that the goal uh, is for everybody to become a Spartan, you know, and what exactly does that mean? You know, you combine all these different grades, all these different young men from different families, different backgrounds and stuff, and you, tr and you form uh, a team, which, you know, a, a lot of people take for granted that a team always happens. It, it, a team, you can have a gathering of people, gathering of friends, doesn't mean it's going to be a team. And so the goal, and so many people in this community work to, together, to try to bring these guys together to form team because when it happens, it's just such a magical thing. And, uh, and then, and then the, the other thing too, is just how the people in Mount Brook, I'm just always blown away how the people in Mount Brook, even last night at watching these young third, fourth, fifth, sixth graders, how they just turn out. Number one, they celebrate the talents of our, of our young people and they celebrate the efforts of our young people. 
And it's just always just puts wind in my sails to see that. And it was such a great thing to see at your state. And, and even uh, throughout the season to be able to see how our, our people, you know, just celebrate our team and our young men and the future leaders of our community. So I'm grateful for that. Grateful for Mount Brook and, and just love our community. Friday night, 7 o'clock, Mountain Brook versus Buckhorn, first round of the 6A playoffs. We look forward to seeing everybody in Spartan Stadium. Coach, thank you for your time, and we'd say best of luck this week, but we know you don't need luck. You're putting in the work, and we're looking forward to seeing the result on Friday night. Thanks for your time. Thank you, William.